Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show. My name is Rosh. It is great to have you here. We're talking about business tools to grow your business, to have a successful 2019. I have a list of some of the tools that I use each year. And uh, and I'm starting to reevaluate those tools in trying to figure out what I'm going to take into 2019. I also have some questions that I want to dive into. Hey, thank you for everyone who is catching me live and on the replay on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, SoundCloud, everywhere. And, um, and again, those of you who are watching this via YouTube or live, uh, my apologies because I have my new webcam. And what comes with the new webcam? A nice, sharp image. And so you have to suffer with seeing me a little bit clearer. I'm interesting to, interested in taking a look to see how all this works out, if I have to make adjustments. Um, right now, it looks like things are kind of flipped. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But we'll figure all this out as we go along. It's always interesting when you add a new piece of technology. I've been using my, um, my MacBook Pro's uh, camera for all this time. And as of late, I was looking a little bit like uh, Civil Shepherd. Um, it's not flipped. Thank you, Harley. Um, it's, um, it's looked a little bit like uh, Sybil Shepherd, um, you know, the, the gauze over the, the, you know, like I'm trying to get some kind of a beauty treatment going on. Now, um, today is my 50th birthday. So I know what you're thinking. Uh, he doesn't look a day over 48 and, and I've worked hard at it, but this camera... <laughs> <laughs> is most certainly um, bringing out um, the uh, the idea of maybe softer light in the future. I don't know. But anyway, let's get right into the more important part, and that is talking about some of the tools uh, that you can use. And one tool I'd like you to use, if you want to catch me live every Monday, hit that bell icon like I know Harley did, and, um, and make sure that you uh, catch me live so you can ask questions related to growing your business. We're all about the USC, your unique success combination, and we all have our combination to success. And today, we're kind of talking about our, our combination numbers five, three, excuse me, seven, five, seven, five, three, one, seven sources of income, five people to support you um, outside of your business, three processes at least, because we all need processes to move our business forward in one channel building location, at least to start off with. And today, this is more in the process, the tools department, uh, number three. And we obviously use tools to help our businesses run more effectively. And you can have multiple tools in a process, but I wanted to go through some of them that I'm using. And also, as I get near the end, I want to talk about some of them that I may be letting go in the new year as things change. We're always evolving our businesses, and it's so important to take the time and reflect what we're doing. Sometimes we're wasting money, and believe me, I have done that well at times. I've certainly wasted money by continuing on with a product or that I'm not really using that much, but you know, it'd be handy if I still had it because I could possibly use it down the road. And I hate to have to re-sign up again. So there you go, spending hundreds of dollars before you ever use it again when you could have just paused it. I'm sure they'll accept your money again in the future. But 
Some of the tools that I use right now um, regularly, uh, is, one is Basecamp. I use it a lot with my, uh, but mostly with my digital marketing clients. And I've used this tool for, gosh, you know, at least seven, eight years. Um, there is a Basecamp 3. I'm still on 2, and I've not updated to 3 all these years. It, it works for me just fine. Um, it's still a subscription online process, but it's, it's a good tool so I can connect with my clients, everything, especially when you have a lot of assets that uh, maybe clients are uploading, like photographs or design elements or logos or just communications among multiple people. If you can keep everything and all the information in one location organized, let me tell you, there are a lot of great tools out there that are helping people do that to help you organize individually or as a group, and you just have to test them out. I mean, really, Basecamp in many ways is old school these days, but it's still an excellent tool. Um, another one that I use is for search engine optimization. And I'm going to talk about the one I'm going to let go probably in the new year. Actually, I know I am. Um, just, And I'll tell you why, because I think it's a really important. Uh, it's a really actually important discussion why I'm switching over but to this one. Um, and actually, it's kind of a little bit of luck. I, I moved over to Rank Tracker to track my... Uh, just really my standings and my client standings in the search engines, where do they rank? It's helpful to see if there is movement each day, each week, and then be able to offer some of the, the that information to the client when I do my presentations to the clients each month. And when I rank, when I talk about SEO, there are three factors that I use in terms of success. Are we increasing the amount of impressions in the search engines? That's one uh, two, are we increasing year over year the amount of traffic? Uh, and usually, you know, again, October compared to October. You don't compare October to September. You compare October to the previous year because each month has its own um, holidays, season, and so forth. So it's always best just to compare year over year. And the other one, of course, is, and this is the one everybody seems to care most about, where do you rank in the search engines for specific keywords? And when you do that, you have to remind the clients that, hey, this isn't every place they rank. These are just the ones that we're actually tracking. Well, so I switched over to Rank Tracker, and they actually updated their system just last week or so, and it's called Nightwatch, and it's really good. I really like what they've done, and it's really flexible, and that's why I like it so much. I'm not stuck in a box. I can arrange things and organize based on what I feel is important to look at in terms of the types of charts and information, because not everything is important to me, but you can see why it might be important to some other people. So it really, it really is nice to be able to see exactly what I want in a dashboard the way I want to see it. And, and they have new statistics and things like that. And they integrate with Google Analytics as well as Webmaster Tools. And so that it's really nice to have that data intertwined into the data that I'm sharing with uh, my clients related to search engine optimization. So another tool... This one is old school. This is not an online tool, but it's still one that I use. I'm looking at it right now, and that is a whiteboard. And um, I have a couple whiteboards in my in my uh, office. I have one standing on an easel right now that I often have downstairs. I often use them with my podcast or my video videos. And then I have one in my room that I can just dry erase a dry erase whiteboard where. 
For example, what I have on there now, a lot of times I'll have maybe some goals or some things that I need to do. Sometimes if I get behind on projects, I feel like, you know, all that pressure. We've talked about using journals to just let it all out. Well, sometimes a whiteboard can serve that same purpose. Just list everything out that is you're behind on or you know we have a deadline on and you can just have it right there in front of you. And where I am right now is I'm making sure I'm staying on top of actually my SEO clients. And I have a list of SEO clients. And as I do some serious good work for them that I feel is strong, I will put the date that I did that work. So I know one, when to check again and to make sure I'm continuously helping and uh, going back and doing more work, doing, doing the work I said that I would do to help my clients rank better. Okay. Another gr- tool, group of tools are, you know, Buffer and Hootsuite. I'm, I've, I've had Hootsuite for a long time. And what Hootsuite does is, of course, helps you schedule, among many other things. But that's one of the main tools to help you schedule your social media. And scheduling your social media is, is helpful. It's good. Uh, it's a good thing to do uh, if you are really busy so you can batch things. But you have to remember, it is social media. So you need to be there when things are released and double check to make sure, hey, if somebody's commented or shared what you put out there, that you're there to thank them and engage with them. So it's not it's not a anti-engagement tool. It's just easier sometimes to set everything up ahead of time in one sitting and then go ahead to do it. And maybe fill in if you see something of interest you want to share in social media, you can fill in in between. But Buffer is a good one. Hootsuite, I've been leaning more on Buffer lately. And so I, I just haven't been very happy with some of the ways that Hootsuite's been doing things. And it's been getting kind of clunkier and clunkier for me. And I think I'm just finally ready to go. And I think it's been about, it's been on the chopping block for about six, eight months. Um, but in the back of my head for a lot longer than that, but really ready to go. I think that's when I started using Buffer. And there may be some others even better, but I decided to test Buffer. A lot of people use it, and it's it's pretty good for what I need it to do. Okay, another group of tools, and this is a whole suite of tools, and that's the Adobe Suite. I use that daily with Photoshop and Lightroom and Adobe Acrobat and uh, Premiere Pro. Well, I don't use Premiere. Actually, believe it or not, I use I use iMovie more than anything to edit video. And I know some of you are cringing right now, but let me tell you, you know, with Photoshop and combination, there's a lot of things you can do. You just put a PNGs for overlays if you want to customize stuff. And I can, I, I've been using Photoshop since they're on little disks like this. So it's so easy for me just to create something in Photoshop and put it on the screen. And for most of the kinds of things that I do, I mean, they have all these different simple things you can do to add some kind of interest to your videos. And I, I, I'm always one, I don't want to overdo it anyway. So iMovie, for the most part, has worked well for me, which also at the same time means I haven't been, you know, getting as in-depth with um, the other you know, video, uh, excuse me, editors. And, and it's, and I, I do feel that kind of tug, like I got to, I probably got to spend some more time doing that. But for me, iMovie is working really well. Uh, but as far as coding, uh, there's a few different things. Um, let's see, let me run over. So we have um, 
Adobe Edge Code, I, I still use that. Um, I use uh, Adobe Audition quite often to maybe fix some of the audio that I might have. Maybe if there's background noise on a video that I want to take out, I can do that, make adjustments there. So there are a number of things you can use. Um, I have InDesign on my desktop. I have Illustrator. I am most certainly not um, that good with those programs, but I have them there because once in a while I need them, and so I keep them available. But Adobe, for, for the price, the power that you get, you know, quite honestly, when we had to buy the CDs or whatever, you know, through the years, you know, it, it just seemed like this big chunk of money that you just said, you know, I, I can't afford it this year, so I'm going to wait for maybe another edition. So you're never up to date and and now you just you just pay a monthly fee and you're always up to date. And I started getting uh, these updates at the Creative Cloud uh, when um, I was teaching at the university, so I got a nice discount while doing that, and that worked out really well for me. But there's still you know you have many different packages. If you just need Photoshop and Lightroom, there's a package for that, and you don't have to get the whole suite, uh, which I believe was a fifty dollars now, something like that. So. Okay, another one, uh, Evernote. I've been using that for years. That's great. When I'm trying to save ideas for the podcast, I have a little extension on my browser. And I, if I see something that I want to save for a podcast or maybe a blog down the road, I'm just wandering through the net. Hey, I just click on that button. It saves it to uh, I, under the tag pod. So I just go into Evernote and hit pod and all the... Th the notes for the podcast pop right up from the week. Or if I want to share something later on Twitter or another social media or something that I think would be a good blog post or just something I think would be very helpful for my business. I have various tags that I use and it works really well. Just quickly do it and be gone. It's really nice. All right. Uh, I use QuickBooks online. Um, my accountant's not so happy about that, but I insist upon it. Um, QuickBooks, uh, the the I guess the regular software hard drive version is is much better. Uh, there's some things that he would like done that I can't do with the online. But man, do I like to be able to, especially for my clients that are monthly billable clients, just to have it set up and that invoice is just sent to them automatically. And a good number of them, when they receive that invoice, they just pay it. For me to have to go through and automatically send or create these invoices, uh, to remember to do anything, anything I have to do consistently is a problem. And anything that can help me improve consistency is a good thing. And that is one of those things that is very good uh, for me just to set it up and go with each new client. All right. Uh, some people ask what I use for recording my podcast. And good question. My... Uh, Excuse me. Um, let's see. For most part, for all these years, I have used GarageBand. And as of late, I've been using, and it, because it's been more stable lately, actually YouTube and just taking that file and, and downloading it. But not right now, this exact moment, I have GarageBand running in the background. And so it's recording, so I can do some quick cuts in GarageBand and just send this podcast out. That makes it a lot easier, especially after I'm done with this show. I can just go over to GarageBand, hit stop, again, make that cut, and just render it out, and I have a podcast. And I upload it to Libsyn, which is one of the newer tools that I am using. Uh, Libsyn, I've been hand-coding these podcasts for years and now using Libsyn is really, I was like, why didn't I just do this 10 years ago? But 
maybe I was just cheap. I don't know. But I, at the time, I probably could have saved in the heartaches. But anyway, it's also nice to have that data. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy I switched over. I switched to SoundCloud first, and I wasn't as happy, I, I think, um, Lipson's doing a better job. So uh, I, I that's one I discontinued. I discontinued SoundCloud, and I just did that a few days ago. So I'm, I don't have like a pro account or whatever anymore. I just have the Lipson account. So social media. Twitter obviously has been one of my big ones for years, and I still think it's really important um, as part of my process of getting out there, sharing ideas with people, sharing my thoughts, sharing my latest work. Uh, Twitter has been huge for me. I still like to use Twitter. Obviously, YouTube has been a big switch over for me over the last couple of years. Still enjoy YouTube very much and will be here for quite a long time. It's just part of my workflow. It's just part of what I do. And wherever I end up at the end of the day, I'll end up in the, in the day. I guess for me, the big, hard, you know, the big hard push, and it took me longer than I certainly thought it would, would be to get to 1,000 subs. From that point on, I, you know, where am I going to land? Does it really matter? It doesn't matter because I'm going to be here a year from now, two years from now, probably five years from now, just like I am on Twitter and other places. It's part of my routine. It's part of what I do. And do I have a specific goal for the subscribers or followers on any one channel anymore? No, not really. I have an initial amount, and I wanted to get to 1,000. And again, from there, it's just wide open. Wherever I end up, I end up. And I'm there, and here we are. Uh, LinkedIn. I think that's the one area I'm most certainly going to give another push towards, especially on the video side. We've, uh, we've talked about it throughout this year, and I certainly have shared a lot on LinkedIn throughout this year. But I do think for the business side of things, LinkedIn is really good, especially when it comes to local. Local has been great. Uh, when I go to networking events, people see my videos and I say, oh, you saw them on YouTube. No, no, LinkedIn. And so I, I think I should really just keep the community local community because the local community certainly feeds me pretty well. I do have national clients, but honestly, the local community, people who know me and, and refer me because they've met me in person, uh, that that's really just a good good percentage of my business that it, I mean, we have national, international clients here in Metro Detroit, and I do have people outside of the area who've contacted me and, and I do consulting with and, and support in their marketing. But again, the local is where I need to be just to make, hey, keep the lights on kind of a thing, you know, know, know where it is. Although I do enjoy speaking around the country, if not the world. I do like going to conferences. I like supporting other people. But you got to keep the local community where your uh, bread is buttered there. Let's keep the cliches going here, huh? <laughs> All right. Um, some of the th other tools I'm going to let go. So the SEO tool was Positionly. And, and actually, they changed it to UNAMO. And I, I've had a great relationship with them through the years. But I want to talk about something related to software and tools that you use. Um, the relationship has kept me there because they've actually talked with me many times. If I need something, they'll, they'll, I mean, they'll video conference with me and say, okay, what's the problem? Um, and they've asked me my opinions about future updates and so forth. But this fall, they were having a lot of problems. And I had a week where I couldn't even get on. I had 500, just a screen with 500 error. You know, just, just all this stuff is horrible. And I was not getting anywhere. 
and it it just it just kind of broke for me. And I so I decided to look around to see what was available, and that's when I found Rank Tracker. And there are many other really good ones out there, but the Rank Tracker one got my attention, and so I I started working with that one. And and then uh, now I still have the the old version going. I still have it. I because I, actually it. it it updates in the evening and then the night owl updates in the morning. So it's nice to see a morning and night updates on the SEO. But the, the fact is, this is where we get into it. So I stayed with the Namo, although they had upgraded a couple of years ago, um, but it really was pretty like, you know, Microsoft versus you know, Mac kind of a thing, you know, just one really good user interface versus not having a really good user interface, which it didn't. It didn't have a great one. They update, updated it, and I'm like, this is an update? It's okay, it's fine, you know, some update. But it looked more like, you know, there are people who are really good coders. And so people who are good coders who just couldn't design their way out of a box, but, you know, had something good for me. And so I was going to stick with it. But once I realized that even the code and even what they were doing was breaking down, all right, I'm done. I'm going for user experience. And that's what I did. And that's where I am now uh, with that. I'm just going to let the other one go. It just seems pretty old school. Although all I care about mostly is where I'm ranking and they're pretty accurate. But even the other day I, I turned it on and it was an, it was an error and I couldn't, couldn't get anywhere with it. So that that was the deal. So another one that I'm letting go of, I think, is High Rise. Now, I use Basecamp on a regular basis. High Rise is the CRM, Customer Relationship Management System. And thank you for the thumbs up. I and, and Harley earlier, thank you for the thumbs up. I believe that was yours. Um, I appreciate them very, very much. Um, I'm, I'm going to get rid of high rise because I'm not using it so much. And, I, and I've kept it. It's one of those things I've kept for years paying, I think it's only $25 a month. But I've been paying $25 a month for a good few years because I keep thinking that I'm going to have more people using it. Uh, and I have not been using it. And I keep thinking, oh, I'm going to get in there and get more involved because it is important to have a good CRM. But I haven't. So I think what I'm going to do is let it go. And when I'm ready to update myself and other team members, we, we generally meet in Basecamp. We work with our clients within Basecamp. So we have all the information. And if there's old information, the old archived information is still in there. So that's why we haven't done that. And, you, you know, if you have a good sales team, um, and that I've had but don't now, and I guess that's where it is. That's why I got it because I had a pretty good sales team, but now I don't have a sales team. Um, we just all kind of work together, and it's mostly referral these days as well as my advertise. I do advertise, um, and there we go. So I may let it go and then reevaluate again fresh when I'm ready to start again. I have had Salesforce in the past. Uh, would not, I'm not going back because it was so darn hard to stop. And... Hey, it's Visitor's Guide. Good to see you. So, um, so I will uh, I will share some of those ideas in a few moments. I did share some already, but I'll go through that in the question and answer uh, related social media tools and keyword finders. I, I'm happy to share that information with you. So, so that's what I'm going to do with High Rise. Um, something else. What were some others? Um, let's see. I, I had a couple others. Well, anyway, those were. 
few of the big ones that that I mentioned that I think um, I'm going to have to I may have to switch the quick QuickBooks, but no matter what, no matter what, you know, probably one of my biggest tools, obviously, my computer, and keeping that up to date. And I think sometimes we need to even look at the the things we use every day. Um, I I just got this new. Um, webcam and it's working out pretty well. I really do like, and maybe it's more and more standard these days, having the solid state drives in uh, on your computers. It really is nice because everything pops up so quickly and don't have that spinny disk. And it, and it really does work out pretty well when you have a solid state drive. And I've had that for a couple of years. I'm really excited about that. I would never go without that again. Okay. There we go. Oh, Yes, there is one social. There is one social media site that I will be doing less with. One tool I'll be working with less, and that is Facebook. Facebook pages. Now, Facebook groups certainly there is plenty of good value there. Uh, groups that you can connect with people in and and build community with. I like groups a lot. Uh, Facebook pages. Just somebody asked me the other day. The, you know, the, we're talking about, let's develop a plan for my Facebook page. I said, for what? Do you plan on advertising? No. If you plan on advertising, go for it. Uh, it's a, that's where you need to be. But if you don't plan on advertising, why are you going to spend any time on your Facebook page? Because two people will, out of 100 will actually possibly see it, maybe. So you, you work all, spend all this time and effort gathering a following on Facebook so nobody can see what you are sharing. Not for me. I, I'm just I'm done with that. Uh, and actually, my my bigger Facebook page has been slowly creeping backwards and and dying off. And and I really just don't care. Um, my personal account, great. You know that my individual account, great groups, great great communication. But the page, I, I just have it for advertising, which obviously was their was their hope and, and dream. So I guess they they win on that. But they, when they when Facebook is asking me why am I not doing anything with it, that's because they uh, they throttled throttled everything on us and uh, don't trust them. Okay, three questions, and I'll get into the questions on uh, the chat today. And those of you who have questions in the chat later on, when you catch this on the replay, if you are new to the podcast, you can always head on over to iTunes and put in your comments and stars and all that fun stuff. I always do appreciate it when people actually support the show, share the show and their social, let other people know what's going on. Uh, when they subscribe, you hit the bell icon when you're on YouTube, all that stuff to help build, build the community for one and help me support you. And that's the main thing. I'm here to support you. Um, as I mentioned, I, I turned 50 today. And the fact is, you know, I take that information and, and I share 50 years worth of experience with you. And that, I, I love doing it. I'm an educator at heart, always have been. And when I learn something new, first thing I want to do is go find people to share it with and to show. And, and maybe you're like that too. And so that's why I do all this social media stuff and all these videos and podcasts, because the more people I can share this information with and, and help and help grow their businesses, you know, the more fulfilled I am. And that's maybe a, a selfish thing in, in my world. All right. Okay. Here are, the, here, are the, here are three questions that I have that gathered from the community. Uh, should I have a budget for the tools? Uh, what if I really need more tools? I think a real question here is, should you go beyond your budget? <laughs> and, you know, obviously it just depends. I like to, 
base it off of my clients, you know, if I have enough clients to justify it. And it, sometimes I'll say, look, well, there's a really good tool that I want, but you know, it's a couple hundred dollars a month. And yes, I have some tools like that. And I, I'll say, okay, I need two more clients to justify this tool and it will pay for it. So that's what I'll do. Uh, start, stay within a budget. I would say stay within the budget, make it work unless you can't run your business without it. Now, sometimes you know that you can improve your process and that's what we talked about. This is, you know, tools are pretty much part of number three in our seven, five, three, one combination. And, and I think if you, have a good budget, stick with it, grow it. Maybe you take on a percentage of each client you add to your tool budget and go from there. Because maybe you do want to spend $50 a month for the Adobe suite, but you can't quite justify it right now. Maybe you're in a totally different area. Obviously, I'm talking about the tools I use. You may be in a, such a different category of business that the tools I'm talking about aren't necessarily relevant to you. And but there are tools that you could use online or purchase, um, you know, physical tools or software tools or online um, software as a service tools that could be really make your business run a lot smoother. So these are things you need to consider. uh, But, you know, be be cautious about it. You you know, make sure you're you're covering your costs so you're not underwater at the end of the month. All right. Next question. Google ads or Facebook ads? That, that's a good question, and we've talked about it a few times. Really, it just depends on a couple directions here. I mean, if, if someone is searching for what, actively searching for what you offer as a solution, well, most certainly Google ads are a great way to go. I've also found just bombarding a target area with display ads from Google can be very helpful too. I, I've, do, I've done that. I have a client right now where we just, we have search ads for say multiple zip codes around him, but the zip code that's right around his business, I have display ads. And for about $46, 97,000 impressions were had. So, you know, month after month, people are going to see that he is in, and it's a new business, two months old, bricks and mortar on, on a, Main Street, and people are starting to know that the business is there now. Even if it's only a third of those people who are actually people who remember, or even less, even if it's 10,000, believe me, 5,000. If you spent, gosh, you know, 50 bucks and 5,000 people really know you were there now, I think that's worth it. And so that's the way I, I like to work it, is just as a compliment to the search. Now, the Facebook. You can do direct sales like that, but it's much more passive. I like to offer something. I like to use Facebook to either get signups or collect emails. So making yourself an expert in your industry and using Facebook ads to get an offer for the people who would most likely be interested in something specific related to your industry and anybody who's interested in that kind of thing very well could be a good prospect. And so you have to frame your your giveaway, your download, whatever it may be based on that. So consider consider those things. So that it really is 
it's two different ways. There are people who are using Facebook ads successfully for direct, you know, promotions, but I think you just need to be clever about it. And there are different ways to approach it. And you know, sometimes scarcity marketing works really well with Facebook, meaning, hey, you know, there's only so many spots left or, you know, get get them interested. Hey, sold out for now. I, I heard this actually on a, on a podcast recently. Um and, and I'm blanking on which one it is. <laughs> so anyway, maybe some, so someone out there knows which podcast that was. But they had a really nice discussion about that, how scarcity marketing can work well on with Facebook ads. Okay, number three, my number one SEO recommendation. Understand the competition in the search. That is really it. The bottom line is, and I have a lot of tools that help me with this, but, you know, Plumber for Detroit is different. The reasons it's ranking number one, a specific uh, business is ranking number one in Detroit for plumber, is different than it is in Seattle and Austin. I mean, there may be some similarities, but there are different reasons because the competitions and the website, competition, the website, websites are different. And Google's trying to figure out which one is the most valuable. And so you have to figure that out and look at your competition. Type in the search terms that people would be using to help solve a problem in which your product or service is the solution. Then take a look and see what are those top two, three, four websites. What's there? How many words do they have? Do they have a lot of photographs? I was just looking at a, a search the other day, and it was just a ton of photographs in this in the search related to what I was going to write about. And so I realized I'm going to have to add more photographs than I thought about. So you look at what they're doing and then do it better. And eventually you're going to get where you need to go. Do you need to do link building and so forth? I think it's very, it's helpful. Um, and you can do outreach, and, but just don't overdo any one tactic when it comes to link building. Links are still valuable, but ultimately Google does not want to depend on links as much as they do. So think about what the competition's doing. Do it better. That's my number one recommendation. All right. Visitor's Guide had a question. What about social tools? Um, I mean, keyword finder tools. Um, okay, so, well, we keyword finder tools. What am I using? Uh, you know, I, I like to use Answer the Public in combination with keywords everywhere. Answer the public is a, a great way to figure out um, you know, what people are asking in, in Google. And, and I think that and Answer the Public kind of gives you a volume idea. You can't take those volume numbers literally, but you can use them as a guide to about, you know, if you're going to go after one keyword over another, maybe you have a sense, okay, more people are searching for this word versus this word based on that tool. You can also, of course, use um, AdWords, or well, it's now ads.google. You can use that to figure out uh, what it is that uh, people are using. But, you know, the, the keywords everywhere is pulling that data anyway. So that can be very, um, you know, either way, you can use keywords everywhere and go to the AdWords tool. Uh, you can also use uh, Ubersuggest, uh, Neil Patel. He has Ubersuggest. I do use that one quite a bit. 
um, I find that one very valuable and think that um, he's doing a pretty good job giving us some options with that. And I like to look using, just depending on the type of words that I'm looking for, different tools that I'm using. I've been creating some websites on my own and I've been using these tools to find topics that I can write on. And you know, the thing is, today, if I was going to start a blog specifically today, and I think I'm going to do a video on this, today I, I, I wouldn't do it the way I did it before. Before, I would just blog all the time, a new topic regularly, but then I would you know, get burned out. You know, so I have over a thousand, I have 1200 posts on my roshsillers.com blog, and I wouldn't do it that way. Today, I would pick 20, 30, maybe even 50 topics to eventually fill out, you know, find the topics that you want to write on, and then continuously update and try to create the best pages on those topics. So, in other words, if you had a topic, you know, the best red cars in the world, you know, or what makes a great red car then I would just have one page about that, one blog post about that. And as new types of red cars come in or, you know, roll off the line, you know, each year something new, new features, whatever it may be, I would just update that one blog post to always be and continuously work on being the best blog post ever. And that the nice thing about that too is that you, you know, you don't have to worry so much about filling out those first 20, 30 blog posts. You can you can just write 500, 1,000 words for each one and then come back to them later. See where they rank and then eventually come back and that can be uh, very helpful uh, over time. It can be a really nice way to do blogging. Just continuously update your good work. And then, hey, if you have a new topic, a new something, you can certainly uh, create a new 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 page. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's no pressure to continuously create something new. And that that's what's so important. All right. If there are any more questions, feel free to put them in the chat. And I'm looking forward to uh, talking with you next week. I, I certainly um, have a few more good topics before we hit the end of the year. I um, have I, last year, I stopped doing my videos on November 15th. Remember, I did a whole year daily videos, and I stopped on the 15th and took my took a break through the new year. I'm not doing that this year because I've stopped doing the uh, the daily. Now I'm actually doing videos kind of the way I was doing my my blog and my my blogging. I will share this with you who are here. I have um, created a new domain that I am going to, I, I will share what the domain with you next week uh, because it'll just be, I'll just start, it, I'm not going to announce it big time, but I'll share with the podcast audience in case you're curious to what I'm doing with it. I am going to write about YouTube. Now, a lot of people do channels about YouTube. I, you know, there are a lot of people who just want to read about it. And there are, there are very good people um, who are writing about YouTube, but there's not many. There are really not many. Most of the people who are talking about YouTube are, well, on YouTube, where they should be, and sharing great information. i rather write about it. I don't want to necessarily compete with those, and that's not my thing. I'm an overall business and marketing kind of guy, but I do like sharing uh, 
I do like sharing uh, YouTube ideas. And so I'm going to have about 20, 30 different uh, posts that I'm going to continuously update. Oh, looks like we have the printer going. How interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe did some of you, I don't know if that's the case. It's probably someone in the office printing that. But um, we came into a whole pile, whole pile of spam print. Uh, have you heard about that? Well, they, they took our entire case of um, paper and just it was a bunch of spam <laughs> uh, advertising. And uh, I don't like that. I do not like that. Don't advertise uh, on printing to, to people's printers. It's, they used to do that with faxes. Remember, they used to ha you get a fax and you just give people would just send a fax to your phone number. Hey, I'm paying for that paper. That was a lot of paper that I paid for. So uh, anyway, all right, we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank all of you who joined me live. Those of you who have not joined me live this week, catch me next week. Usually four o'clock, but I don't keep the promise on that. But I'm trying to keep it consistent. But Again, I have clients and I have to keep them happy too. So, but generally, we say four o'clock on Mondays, Eastern Standard Time. Hit the bell icon. You'll be notified when I go live. Thank you, everyone. Visitor's Guide Harley, thank you for being here. Thanks for the thumbs up. We'll talk to you next week. That wasn't you, was it? That wasn't you, was it? What was me? The print? Printer? I didn't think so. No, I didn't think it was. I don't know what the hell's going on with the printer.